What up, my lovely people? We are sitting here on an episode of Thai Talk, and man, I've been missing my Thai Talk family. I have been missing just everybody on this podcast journey. I've been gone for so long, and man, I've just been figuring out my plans and my goals, because man, I know where I want this podcast to go. But I just got to keep working and got to keep moving. And, and we all go through our challenges throughout our life. And um, shoot, I'm only human. So I've been going through my own little challenges, but been conquering those challenges. And by conquering those challenges, another way I can conquer those challenges is by getting another tie talk out. A tie talk out. A nah, but uh. I'm sitting here on another episode of Tide Talk, guys. I got a different microphone. I'm recording a little bit differently, so I'm actually super excited to get this out to you guys. And I want to start off this lovely, lovely NBA basketball podcast by starting off with the Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets game three I believe that was yesterday because we have game four or not yesterday but game three was on um was on Tuesday and game four is today Thursday now it's a little weird for me to say today because as I record this recording or this podcast I'm recording it on Wednesday the 23rd So when I say today, I'm like, wait, it's not today. We just saw the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. But when I release this podcast, it will be on um, Thursday, which will be the lovely game four of the, uh, I want to say Boston Celtics. No, lovely game four of the Los Angeles Lakers and the lovely Denver Nuggets, the comeback kid, Denver Nuggets, and oh my gosh, just, okay, so let me start it off like this, I want to start off by saying game three, first of all, let me bring it back all the way to the start of the series, now, game. I thought game one, the Lakers would lose game one because they have the tendency to lose game one. And they will make the adjustments and start slaughtering teams. They did it with the Portland Trailblazers. They lost game one. And Chuck wants to be like, oh, they're going to get swept. They're going to get beat. Whoop-de-woo. Eh, wrong. By the way. Whatever Chuck says, guys, on TNT, don't listen to him. He's terrible. He will get you in a into a place of where people will laugh at you if you take Ch- uh, Charles Barkley seriously. He said they will sweep the Portland Trailblazers would sweep the um, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> well, excuse me, sir, that didn't happen. They lost game one, and they made the right adjustments, right as they needed to. Now, they move on to round two. 
as a Houston Rockets fan, I thought that series would go a little bit better than what it did. I'm not going to lie. But they had us fooled. We won game one confidently. Houston Rockets won. We go into the rest of the series, played like trash. Played like complete trash. So, you know, they come out game after game, the game one loss, the Los Angeles Lakers, and they make the right adjustments. Just like they did in the Portland series. Now, I don't see why, or I was going to talk as if they lost game one of uh, their series right now. Actually, technically, they did lose game one. What am I saying? Because check this out. So this is what I'm saying. With the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Lakers, they lost game four. Or not game four, game three, okay? It's not game one. I'm not going to lie. I thought they would actually lose game one. And that would be their first loss of the series. Then they make the right adjustments. And they do what they have to do. But their first loss in the series actually came in game three. So it looked like, you know, the Lakers got actually kind of comfortable out there, to be honest with you. Uh, Anthony Davis, if you guys haven't heard it on thousands and thousands of other podcasts, you're about to hear it again. He pulled about two rebounds. His stat line for yesterday's game was absolutely just, it wasn't, he pulled about like 20-something points, but to have two rebounds, he's he's a guy that sits at, sits at 6'10". Let me say that one more time, just in case you guys did not understand what I just said. Anthony Davis is a man that sits at 6'10", and he was only pulling two rebounds. That is a terrible performance from Anthony Davis in game three. They got comfortable. The uh, Lakers got comfortable. And by comfortable, that means that they didn't perform. Even LeBron, he had a nice little little uh, uh, triple dub, I believe. I believe he had a nice triple dub. Um, let me actually look that up before I screw that up. Yeah, I was right. LeBron had a triple-double. He had um, 30 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. I believe he pulled 13 points in the uh, fourth quarter trying to make that comeback that they had to make, but it just wasn't enough. And while I look at LeBron's stats, I might as well just pull up freaking Anthony Davis's stats because the two rebounds weren't looking pretty for AD. He had 27 points, all right, one assist, two rebounds, one assist, two rebounds. So necessarily, is he really helping on either side of the ball right now? He's scoring, he's scoring, he's scoring, but that's it though. He ain't setting up nobody else, he ain't setting up no plays, he ain't... He ain't doing nothing on the defensive end because, let me even see this. Let me see how many blocks he had that game. Because I know he didn't have many blocks. And um, 
actually, I can't even see how many blocks he had. But I know he wasn't pulling many blocks. So, my biggest thing with Anthony Davis right now is you got to be pulling your weight, bro. Because LeBron, he can pull his weight, but... He's the type of guy that really needs his Robin to do good. He he needs his his secondary superstar to pull his weight to pull their weight because if if you, the Robin isn't doing good, unfortunately, Batman, which is LeBron James, is not going to be doing that good. He's not going to be doing that. Uh, he's not be going. He's not going to be effective by himself all the time. And I'm being very clear on what I say. When I say all the time, that's exactly what I mean. Like, he's clutch a lot of the time. LeBron is clutch a lot of the time. He will get you the win a lot of the time. But not all of the time. Let's not get that confused with all of the time. Majority of the time, LeBron comes through. The majority of the time, he comes clutch. But he does need his backup guy, his his Robin to his Batman to step up. LeBron doesn't do good unless his unless his boy does good. And not only that, but the Lakers as a whole, they just were sleeping. They were sleeping, and the um. The Denver Nuggets, as this comeback kid play style that they're playing, they're really, they're really doing something. Um, I honestly don't think it's going to last. I don't think it's going to last that long, but they are doing something. I remember in the first half, the uh, Nuggets out rebounded the Lakers thirteen to four in the first half, and. Last time I checked, the Lakers have three big men in JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. I believe JaVale McGee sits at seven feet. Uh, Dwight Howard is 6'11", and Anthony Davis is 6'10". So we have three men that can easily be rotated and majority of the time, you do have, I believe, Dwight Howard and AD in at the same time. Things like that, two big guys at the same time. They should, they should be pulling some rebounds. They shouldn't. Denver Nuggets should not be out rebounding the Los Angeles Lakers. They were just, they were just, they were asleep. They weren't really awake during this game. They weren't really working. The Denver Nuggets outworked them. And they tried to really turn it on during like these last minutes of the game. That was not the they no Lakers no. You need to be working the whole game, not just not just half the game, the whole game. You know what I'm saying? And it just it, it gets me hot because like I said, LeBron is clutch, but AD, where are you at? A.D., where are you at? Brother, oh my gosh, to have my man sitting at 6'10", not copping rebounds. It got me hot. It got me hot. I look at, as, as I look back at my notebook and I see this, 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 this 
13 to 4 out rebounded the Lakers big guys. And look, guys, I'm a Houston Rockets fan. I freaking we were running this small ball crap, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Didn't work, obviously. So that's why I ain't sitting here like, woo, yeah, woo, but it didn't work. And um the Lakers, they outplayed us, and I I remember one big thing about the Los Angeles Lakers and how people were saying, oh, how the, the Los Angeles Lakers can beat the Rockets and stuff like that was that they had their big guys. They could run their big guys on us, Anthony Davis run, running up on us, throw it in the paint, stuff like that. And to go from hearing that, the whole series and and even, you know, that during the season here and there to them not having their big guys run it up. I look at I look at their big guys and I'm like, you guys were talking so tough when you guys were versing smaller guys. When you when you guys were versing, you know, guys that you could for sure dominate size wise, you guys, as in the Lakers, wanted to talk tough. But all of a sudden, you guys got the Denver Nuggets, and they're scrappy. They're scrappy. Don't get me wrong. And the Denver Nuggets, they are, you know, they size up better than the Rockets. They do size up better with them. But in general, though, we got these these big guys that aren't doing these big guy things. And that's what I, I thought they were gassed up to be, big guys doing big guy things. So... They need to be doing that. One thing that I did know within game two, when I had seen that game and the Lakers really kill it, I had wrote down in my notes, I said, if if the Denver Nuggets are going to be effective, Joakim, uh, uh, Nokim uh, Jokic is going to have, uh, Nikola Jokic is going to have to um, really step up. He's going to have to really step up because in game two, I had seen that Dwight Howard specifically was really testing him, was really testing him. He was really, you know, getting physical, really getting his hands dirty. And I, I was, he was getting his calling his fouls. He was getting fouled on um, Dwight Howard, but he was getting his hands dirty. And um, I figured Dwight Howard was just in there just to just to shake things up a bit, you know, I figured Dwight was in there just to really, hmm, uh, really, like, mess with Jokic mentally, get get under his skin a bit, you know, even if it was giving fouls, because the Lakers were very dominant, and within game three, you didn't see that, you know, I mean, you saw it, but Jokic was, was outsmarting Dwight, Jokic was really running it on their bigs, and he was in in his zone. He was in his zone, and I knew he had to be a big-time player in order for the Denver Nuggets to really step up. They were really stepping up. Now, one hitter on the Nuggets that I will also say that was really, really pulling numbers is Jamal Murray. But the thing is with Jamal Murray is he's very streaky. He's very streaky. I need you guys to 
see that. I need you guys to see how streaky he is because, yeah, he was dropping 50, 49, whatever during the Utah Jazz series, but he doesn't do that on a, on a like, religious basis, on a, like, what can I say? He doesn't do that on a reliable, you know, standpoint. He doesn't do that on a consistent basis. That is what I wanted to say. He doesn't do it. Like, he doesn't do it consistently enough. And that is why I wouldn't worry. If I were the Lakers, don't set, don't let him open. Clamp him down as best as you can. And just, that's all you can do. Because on game three, Jamal Murray did get hot. He flung up some fire, crazy threes. He really did. And he made some, just like he did in the Utah series. But, a huge but, we didn't see much of that during the Clippers series. You know, we didn't see that during game one or two when they versus the Lakers. It's not consistent. It's a flip of a coin. You know, it's a it's it's really a flip of a coin, and I really think that if uh, if the Los Angeles Lakers can really clamp him down, there Jamal Murray is not going to be as big of a problem as some as some people might really think he is. And that's just me. That's what I do think. Um, now, let me actually perfect. So, my prediction for that series is Lakers and six, though. Um, my biggest thing, my biggest, biggest thing about the Nuggets is that they play this huge, you know, comeback kid type basketball. Uh, we play best when we're coming from the grave type basketball, and I don't see that really getting anywhere. I don't really see that. I don't see that being championship-style basketball. I don't see that taking you far, and I don't see... That's too much work. That's too much work on your body. That's too much work in general. And, you know, they're always having to work overtime. They're always having to put their bodies into into the next gear, into high gear mode the whole way through because they're grinding, 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 grinding all the way to game seven every time, you know, and, and if they, and if they don't get, and if, if, let me say this, if the Nuggets don't get past the Los Angeles Lakers or if the Lakers lose to the Nuggets and the Nuggets get past the Lakers and they go to the finals, Miami Heat, and yes, the Miami Heat is going to win that series against Boston, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But if the Denver Nuggets get past the Lakers, they're not getting past. I don't think they're getting past the Miami Heat because the Miami Heat are just too well-oiled for that freaking comeback basketball. And I do think eventually the Nuggets will get caught because, like I said, that's just too much work, man. It's just too much too much work to be always be putting in your body into overdrive always have to just dig yourself from the grave and work hard or i mean yeah work hard but 
dang, don't be freaking digging yourself out the grave all the time. That's freaking annoying, you know. No one likes to do that. No one. You you start off. You start off uh, a class for school, and you start off with an F, bruh, bruh. Nobody wants to dig themselves from the grave. You you start off with six classes, and you got four Fs, two Bs. You basically got to dig yourself, or better yet, you got all Fs. You got to dig yourself out the grave every single time. Nobody's going to want to do that. You know what I'm saying? You Eventually, you're going to get tired. You might get one grade up be like, wow, cool. You're going to get the next grade up. Wow, cool. You might get three or four of them up. Wow, cool. But the minute you get to that fifth class, that sixth class that you got to try to work your butt up to, you're you going to be tired by the end of the semester, bro. I promise you that. If you might be optimistic as hell and you might at the end you might achieve it, but you ain't gonna if you if you come back the next semester and you gotta start off again with them same grades, just different classes, you ain't gonna wanna do it. That's why this nugget stuff is not gonna work. They buy it's just not gonna work, it's gonna be too hard. If they get they 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 did it with the jazz, great. That was the first semester. Great, we did it. Whoop de doo. Let's go on to the next one. Oh yay, we did it. Whoop de doo. Now they're on to the Lakers. If they do this, yay, we did it. Now they go to the finals. They're gonna be pooped. They're gonna be uh, I don't know. They're gonna talk a mighty good talk though. I promise you that. They're gonna talk a mighty good talk. But anyway, Lakers and six, guys. I'm gonna stick to my choice. Watch. Lakers and six. Lakers and six. So the next thing we move on to, guys, is what happened on Wednesday. And I'm recording this on Wednesday, so what happened today technically, but it's going to be in the past when this will be released on Thursday. And um, we're talking about the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. I still think the Miami Heat are going to win in about maybe five, five or six as well. I don't see it going to seven. Miami Heat are just so well-oiled. Tyler Hero, I want to give him a huge, huge shout-out right now because he had 37 points. He is the second-highest-scoring player in NBA history to score that much. Well, not that much, but he is the youngest. How do I say this? He's the second player. He's the second-youngest Damn, this is a like a blah, blah, blah for me. Like, blah, 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 blah. He's a blah, blah. I can't even say it. But he scored basically the second highest points at the age of 20 under Magic Johnson. He scored 37. And Magic Johnson scored 42. So that's a cool milestone. He also um, just went the hell off. Like, he went off on, on, on this game. I believe this was... Uh, Game four, maybe, I believe. But, um, actually, I got to look that up because it's going to bug me if I don't. But he went off. And, whoops, let's go to Wednesday. And it was game four. Yeah, perfect. All right. 
Just didn't want to be giving out freaking faulty information on the on the pod, you know. Can't be doing that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was Miami all the way. Just because Boston can't finish, Tyler Hero, he's going off for major, major, major points, and um, and he's just confident. He's just confident. All the scoring doesn't have to be Jimmy Butler. They got Gordon Dragic, that is scoring. Buckets. Tell me why the Miami Heat only had two turnovers in the second half. And not only that, but tell me why the Miami Heat made 16 or 17 points off of 19 turnovers by the Boston Celtics. Like... Oh, my gosh. 19 turnovers? 19 turnovers. This is what we're doing, Boston. And not only that, guys, but let me tell y'all this. The first half of this game four, the first half, not the first quarter, but that, I mean, the first quarter plus the second quarter, which equals the first half of the game, Jason Tatum scored zero points. He was zero for six. Let me tell you guys something. That's disgusting. That's absolutely bleh. That's like, oh my gosh, bro. You really scored zero points in the first half, and you're one of the Boston Celtics' biggest weapons you're supposed to be a bazooka mr jason tatum and you scored zero points in the first half that is a huge reason why boston lost this game today a huge reason why boston lost this game today i've been telling everyone that has asked me about this boston and los and or this boston and miami heat series that miami heat is going to win yeah on paper, the Boston Celtics have the better players. They have the sharper tools in the shed, the better tools in the toolbox. But, huge but, the Miami Heat are a well, well, well-oiled machine. They are so much better, so much smoother, so much silkier. They are just crisp i like them they are are currently 11 and 2 in the bubble not in the bubble but in the playoffs i should say where it actually matters the most they swept their first round competitors in the indiana pacers they lost one game one game to the number one seeded milwaukee bucks which had The best, and I repeat, they had the best record, the best NBA uh, regular season record in the league, right? Number one seed, best in the East, and only beat the Miami Heat one time. Miami lost one game to the Milwaukee Bucks, and then they recently just lost one game to the Boston Celtics. So now 
not only did they lose that game, but they now just won one game on Wednesday, which makes them 11-2. and two. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. I've been telling you guys, I have this on wax on these old, old, old-ass episodes of Thai Talk that um, y'all should be looking out for the Miami Heat. Y'all really should because... Um, they come in, and I got the heat in either six or five, point blank, period. I'm going to drop the mic, and y'all, I said what I said. I said what I said. But, yo, before I end this show off right quick, guys, I actually wanted to bring in some random-ass, just random-ass sports stuff that I have been looking at. I have been, like, watching some other sports, which is like, what? I mean... I told you guys I watch martial arts. I told you guys, you know, I watch football. And not American football, but football. And I actually have been watching a little bit of American football. So maybe I'll talk about that and my experiences with that. As in what I've been watching and stuff. Because it has been very interesting. And I actually have been getting into it a little more. Which is really fucking just just cool. And excuse me on that part. I usually don't get them words out. But... I've been really liking it, you know, but anyway, um, also, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about some football stuff, and I watched, uh, Juventus in their season opener, I thought that was interesting, they have some very, very crisp passing, and Cristiano Ronaldo, I thought the the cool storyline on that was, the last two seasons Ronaldo has been with Juventus, he hasn't scored in the season opener at all. And I was like, wow, I had to watch that game just to see if Ronaldo would score in the season opener, in which he did. The goals came very, very late, but better late than never. And he actually scored two goals. And I thought that was very, very dope. So let me see if I got some other football information to tell you guys. Before we end this uh, this tie talk episode, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's about good, guys. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm gonna try to give you guys some more episodes, just in general, man. You know, I'm, I'm tired of slacking off for you guys. I want to try to be a little bit more disciplined on my show and on myself. I'm a basketball mind, a sports mind. You guys can get some information from me. I'm telling you. Remember what I said, guys. Miami and the Lakers. The best storyline about that, because I know a lot of people wanted this Boston and Lakers bullcrap, but that's not happening. The Boston Celtics are sorry. LeBron James versus the Miami Heat in the finals, the team he got his first championship with and being reunited with Eric Spolstra, the Miami Heat coach, that he won his first championship with. And not only that, but being reunited with him, but not as a teammate, though, but as a competitor. That is a crazy narrative right there and a narrative that nobody, I promise you, nobody is thinking of right now. So... Well, I will see you guys, my Tide Talk family, on the next episode of Tide Talk. Make sure to rate this 
um, five stars on Apple Music. Make sure to share this with your friends. I do have a Tie Talk Instagram page now that I am trying my best to be active on, guys. So go follow it. Help the help your man's grow. And uh, shoot, that's all I gotta say. I'll catch y'all later.